0: know the glory of being chosen The glory of being chosen Chosen by God Not chosen by man The glory of being chosen Just like I was speaking to you About being the bride Turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 4 The glory of being chosen By God Amen Okay Matthew chapter 4 Let's look at 18 And then to 20 18 down to 20, mighty 4. The Bible says, and Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. And they straightforward left their nets and followed him. They left their nets and followed him. These guys were professional fishermen. Okay. They had a business. They had a trade. They were not just loafers. They were not just lazy people. They were people that were walking. Are we together in the scripture? Alright. And the Bible says when Jesus said follow me they left their nets. By implication they left their business Okay And now sometimes people argue this And they said uh, That is nothing like full time business Or full time gospel work And uh, I know people have spoken to me about that Sometime and they say no That is nothing like full time preacher But that's not true because The day Jesus called these people They left their fishing boats Am I right Good but one thing you should understand is God uses your previous business and walk on it in the gospel circle. So he takes you as a fisher and he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men because he was a fisherman. He said of fishing fish in the sea, I'm going to make you fish men in the land. He, he works on your knowledge and takes you to a higher level of life. Amen? And the good story is when he takes you from the level you were, you know, When you look at somebody in the street A fisherman It's somebody that Ordinary in the society People don't have regard for Amen But when it makes you to become a fisherman Glory comes into your life Hallelujah You find at the end of the day That Peter was highly respected In the community This time not just being a fisherman Now I'm going to make you see the scripture later But I want you to see from where he's coming from He was a fisherman Amen all right. Now, one thing is important. Now, why did Jesus call Peter, uh, his brother, and all of them? Because number one, um, every every teacher then called rabbi. Every teacher then called rabbi used to recruit people. In other words, every teacher has followers. Every rabbi has a follower. Is that okay? Are you getting what I'm saying here? So now. Jesus was coming out now. He has to have followers too. Now, he has to recruit his followers. Now, what's the difference? The rabbis of the days of Jesus, if they want to recruit a disciple, they recruit the best one in the society. Hallelujah. They go for the best people. They go for the from use or the most qualified. Amen. These are the people they were looking for to become their disciples. And sometimes this enhances their position as being leaders. Because those around them are highly placed people as the case may be. But Jesus, you can see what the kingdom is all about. It's really an upside down kingdom. Jesus, instead of looking for the most qualified, look for the unqualified. Did you get that? He went for the people that are not qualified to be his disciple. Okay, now let me see. Look at the way Peter, I mean Paul, wrote this. Go to 1 Corinthians 1. 1 Corinthians 1, we're going to look at from 27 to 29. 1 Corinthians 1. Jesus went and looked for the unqualified, the unrecognized, the looked down upon in the society. Hallelujah. Our first Corinthians 1. Are we there? Look at verse 27. But God had chosen the foolish things of this world to confirm the wise. What are the kind of things he chose? Foolish things. What, what what people don't have regard for? You see, people don't have people may not have regard for you, but you are the most qualified to be a disciple of Jesus. Now, he's doing that so that he can use you to make a show of them and for them. He wants to boast on your behalf. That it is not because they look down on you, then that is the issue. In fact, they are looking down on you, qualifies you to be exalted. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confirm the wise. And I've chosen the weak things of the world to confirm the things which are mighty. In other words, you don't have money. But you are qualified to become a disciple. Hallelujah. Those who have nothing, the weak things, you don't have strength. Huh? You don't have power. Some people can tear you apart. (laughs) Glory to God. You don't have strength. You can't, you can't resist. You don't have anything. You are weak. You can't boast of any academic qualification. You don't have any papers that will qualify you to sit with what you call dignitaries in the society, but God looked for you. Verse twenty eight. And the best things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to know things that are hallelujah. No flesh glory in his presence. Let me read this from the the message. From the message. Take a good look, friends. I'm reading from verse 26. At who you were when you were not when when you got called into this life. Take a good look. Who were you? I'm reading from verse 26. I don't see many of the brightest and best among you, not many influential. Not many from high society families. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, can you think about it? How many presidents in this country have their children as ministers? I haven't seen one yet. Highly placed men in society, but not chosen by God. By God, look for the farmer's child. He look for the fisherman's child. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Look at where God is going to recruit people. Praise the Lord. Look at that. I like that again. Verse number 26, I said. Take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you. Not many influential. many, many from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses? The one that society exploits, the one that society abuses, the one that society overlooks, these are the people that God, and the word makes it the, the deliberate choice. God deliberately looked for these people. It's like saying, Enough of the abuses upon your life. Enough of the insults upon your life. That is why the Bible says, take a look at this life that God has called you into, so that you can see the exhortation that God is bringing you into. But being called a child of God, that's why you can't mess up with your life, people. Because God deliberately coming from nowhere, unknown to you, and picking you, and making you a star, in the midst of those who claim to be highly placed men in society. I remember one of the richest men in this society before late now. I went to a crusade and there was this young boy in those days, I forgotten his name, I think from a choir That was very vast, young evangelist or something like that. And then they brought him to the crusade ground, right there at Mochicha Estate. I don't want to mention the name of the man. But this boy was picked because of what was in his life. He was sitting among the highly pleased men on the altar. It's a young boy. Then I think it was 12 years old or something. Small boy. What could take him? In fact, such boy should be asked to be picking uh, papers in the the stadium or whatever. But he was asked to move. In fact, the man took him, first carried him on his lap. Very rich man. And then put him down sitting next to him on the podium. Exhortation because of the life of God that was in his life. You don't understand yet what God have done for you. That is why you mess up with the society that is bringing you out from. He's bringing you out so that the society will see you up. But because you don't know this, you go back to the society and mess up yourself with them. Their thinking is your thinking. Their lifestyle is your lifestyle. Their attitude is your attitude. It ought not to be so. Hallelujah. It's obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses. Twenty-eight chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebody's hollow pretensions. In other words, they amount to nothing. They are empty vessels that makes the most noise around city. They have nothing. Twenty-nine that makes it quite clear. And none of you can get by with blowing your own horn before God. Hallelujah. Everything that we have, right thinking and right living, a clean state and fresh start, come from God by way of Jesus Christ. That's why we have the saying, if you are going to blow a horn, blow a trumpet for God. Do you have one to blow? In other words, if you're going to boast, boast in God. <laughs> If there is anything in your life you need to boast about, boast in God. Because the life you are living today is from Him. Whether it is wisdom, whether it is right living, whether it is cleanliness, whether it is sanctification, it's from the Lord who chose you deliberately from the society so that in the midst of the society that you are choosing from, He can demonstrate something completely different from what I have ever seen. That's why you are a complete new species. Amen? Are you there with me? Why do God choose people? Go with me to the book of 4 Samuel chapter 2. I'm going to read just one verse. Why is God interested in choosing people? Why is God moving out to go and choose such people from nowhere? Glory to God. I was speaking to someone recently. He was asking me some questions. I told him, God doesn't choose people because maybe, for instance, God have to choose my son because I'm a preacher. No. There are some things that he has to do to qualify for him to be chosen. Otherwise, yes, I do agree. The children were supposed to follow on. But not every child of a believer succeeded in the ministry. What about Eli? Was he not a priest? Was he not in the midst of the children of Eli that God decided to bring another person who will do his will? So it's not enough to be chosen. You have to do what God chose you to do. His will. Okay, for somewhere 2, are we there? Verse 35. And I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before me anointed forever. Hallelujah. What is the meaning of this? It means the society, You see, when God created man, he created man to be in his image. But because of the corruption, because of the fall, man deviated from being who God intended man to be. Is that okay? So now God is intended to raise a priesthood to show the other people what life is supposed to be in relation to being in the will of God. Hallelujah. By implication, God is using you to demonstrate his life to the rest of the world. That is why I keep on repeating, society is not supposed to influence you, you are supposed to influence society. Man was raised to be in his image. That man fell. Corruption came into the system. And God began to build a pattern to raise the people. He had to start with people like Noah. To get a new generation for himself. To be able to show the other people what it is to live for God. Right here on the face of the earth. Down to Abraham. Down to where we are today. Down to the time of Samuel. That even the priesthood of Israel. Because it got corrupted. God had to raise a Samuel. A young man. To demonstrate what it means to live for God on the face of the earth. It's a deliberate choice that God has made to have chosen you. Don't disappoint God. Help me tell your neighbor, we can't afford to disappoint God. It's a deliberate choice he made. I'm choosing you to make use a demonstration, to use you to demonstrate the very life that I intend that all my people should live on the face of the earth. So by implication, the church was supposed to be a demonstration of God's life to the rest of the world. That's why where wherever you find yourself, you are supposed to be a unique person. Very unique. Let me tell you. Oh, thank you, Father. Don't you ever pass through a place. I mean, listen, listen, listen. You see, Paul was speaking and he said, we become the sweet servant of the Lord. You know, the fragrance of God wherever we go. Is that okay? You can't pass through a system. You can't pass through a school. You can't pass through a place. And people don't know that somebody passed there. No! It's not allowed. Right for when I really, and the Lord called me, not when I accepted, when the Lord called me. <laughs> because it's not as if I started looking for him, he looked for me. But right or when I discovered that, there have never been any society I lived in and people never knew that somebody lived there. Never. From that day till now, I can't step into a nation and people don't know somebody came in here. Never. Not even in a community. It's practically impossible. We spread the sweet aroma of Christ wherever we go. Let somebody know you're a believer. Let somebody know you know the Christ. The one that created the universe. The one that owns the world. Let somebody know. Say he won't want to boast. Let him boast that he knows the Lord. Hallelujah. So God had to raise a young priest because the priesthood was corrupted. So the ultimate goal of God raising the people is to bring a priesthood that will bring correction to the rest of society. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? Now go to Ephesians. Ephesians. Let me show you. Something, something mighty that God really has in mind. Ephesians chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1. When you know the word, when you know what God intends to do, when you know who you are, I'm still going to repeat this to you hearing. You can never be in any place without people knowing that somebody passed through or is in that place. You can't hide. Golden fish can't hide, people say. You can't hide. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as He hath done what? Chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by who? Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. When was the thought of God choosing you? When, when, when did it begin? When did it begin? Right before the foundation of the world. He had the mind he was going to pick you up. He had the mind he was going to pick you up. And you see, there is a goal for choosing you. What is the goal there? You find the goal in verse number 5. You were chosen before the foundation of the world. But verse number 5 tells you why God chose you. What was it? That we should be adopted as children. Now the adoption is in the Greek the weothesia. I have always explained in this place had nothing to do with somebody who is not in your family you bring the person to your family to bear your name because he lost his father that is not adoption the Iothesia of God is a declaration of the fact that this my child is mature enough to manage my estate hallelujah if you check the word adoption there that's what you're going to see Iothesia hallelujah a pleasing of a son Praise the living God. God wants to place the son. What does it mean? Now again, I can go explaining to you. When God said, "This is my beloved son, the whom I will play," that was a real thesia of Jesus Christ. That was a placement of Jesus Christ. So what am I trying to say? God is saying, "I chose you for the foundation of the world, so that at a point in your life, I'll make a demonstration of who you are. I'll make a proclamation on your behalf. I erect you, if I may use the word, as a pillar." The others we stand upon. I want to bring you to the place where people can look unto you for life and survival. Hallelujah. So your call is not a cheap one. Now let me give you a simple illustration here and I'm going to close. If you look at that Act chapter 4. In relation to Act chapter 4. Look at Act chapter 4. And then verse number 13. In relation to Peter, who was an ordinary fisherman. Look at what the Bible says. That is a kind of weird here. Are you there with me? Now when they saw what the boldness of Peter the fisherman and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marvelled, and they took knowledge of them. Hallelujah. That he had been with who? With Jesus. The ordinary men become an amazing man. <laughs> when they saw the boldness, when they saw what has happened, the will teaser has taken place in the life of Apostle Peter. The ordinary fisherman they were looking down. The ordinary fisherman they were, oh, come on, this is not the fisherman, this one is not the carpenter, whatever when they saw what was happening in the life of this man, when they saw the transformation, they said, man, something has happened. Now we know, because they have been with who? With Jesus. And Ephesians 1, now 5 is telling you, you've been predestinated for the adoption of children in Christ Jesus by implication as you get connected to him. Very soon, and I say very soon, men shall be amazed. Can you see what happened here? Now when they saw the boldness of Peter, he's supposed to be hiding. When they saw the boldness of Peter, he's supposed to be a timid man who knows nothing. But come to think about it, if you read the scripture, you find that Peter was just by the Spirit recounting history. Everything right from the very beginning, down to that moment. How could Peter come to such a record? A fisherman. Where did he read his book from? The Holy Spirit was working in his life because he had been with Jesus. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The same thing that happened to Moses. Moses wrote Genesis, wrote Exodus, wrote Numbers, Levitical Deuteronomy, five books he wrote. My question for you is this. Where was Moses when God was laying the foundation of the world? Was he born yet? How did he know Genesis 1 in the beginning God created? How did he know where there was darkness? How did he know when God said, let there be, let us make man in our image? Who told him? There was no book that Moses read. How did Moses get to know all of those things by the Holy Spirit? They took knowledge that had been with Jesus. He could recount the story of the past. Let me tell you something. When you come to the place where your real teas are beginning to take place, you can see behind, years back, you can even see your roots. And you can know where you are coming from. And you can know who you are. And you can know where you are going to. Because all is in Christ. That's why I say I'm the Alpha and the... The Omega, the end, the beginning, and the end. You can get to the beginning. You can get to the end. Everything is in Christ. So Moses could see from the beginning of creation to the end of creation. I can put it on record. He was not there when God was working. How did he know them? Hallelujah! Am I talking to someone here this morning? What am I trying to make you understand? Understand your choice. I mean, the choice that God has made of you, and don't joke with it. Don't trade with it. Don't mess with your faith. Man, very soon, we come to say, we never could believe that this is the same person. Because when the transformation of Peter came, All those who were looking at him to be an ordinary fisherman. You see, you see the picture. When Jesus picked him, it was just an he was just an ordinary fisherman. Everybody knows him to be an ordinary fisherman. And it's like saying, Hey, come and look at this rabbi. Instead of looking for the highly placed one in the society, he has gone to choose fishermen. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But when the fisherman opened his mouth, the rabbis themselves they turn around and say, Hey hey, man, this man has been transformed. No wonder he had been with Jesus. That should be your testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. That should be your testimony. That sin, your life will never remain the way it is now. As long as you are connected to Jesus, as long as you know the one you are serving, as long as you know, yes, of course, he called me, not because I love him. He first loved you. Remember that? He loved you and chose you and called you to himself that he might glorify you. And very soon, as your eyes are fixed on him, The same confession that men made about Peter will come upon your life. Those that have been written off by men will become the men that they're going to be admiring. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? Let man write you off, but let God choose you. Let man look down on you, but let Christ choose you. Am I talking to somebody? The greatest of all greatest men shall be those that God has chosen. If not, let the world look down on you, people of God. It makes no difference here. That is just the beginning of your life so that you can have a history to write. (laughs) Glory to God. And I see the change coming in your life. Hallelujah! I see the change coming in your life. It's already happening to us in ministry. People writing letters here, calling here and there. And somebody came and said, "I used to know you." I say, "Where?" He said, "One upstairs." So, but I like this place. I say, "You are welcome." This is not one upstairs. This is the place. Hallelujah! How many years ago? says some five years ago in one upstairs. So that was then, not now. And your turn is coming. The fisherman is becoming the man with the boldness. The man with the strength. The man with wisdom of God. The man with the power and the life of God. The man whose shadow will finally begin to heal people. He was a fisherman. Just wait on the Lord. Be patient with Christ. Let him do what he's doing in your life. Men shall come and bow down. In fact, the Bible tells me your enemy shall lick the dust of your feet. Come on. I'm not saying anybody have to do that, but I'm saying that's what the world says. Let all the people that are mad at you today say no matter of things about you. Let it go on saying it. But the enemy shall come and lick the dust of your feet. I say that with all humility, but an acknowledgement of the word of God and the power of the most high God. In the life of those that are chosen. Because men will want to continue to look down on the people thinking that they are mighty men. But when God is true with you, the story will change. They that are despised shall be highly exalted. Come on, stand up and let's give a thanks to the Father. Hallelujah.